Kicking off a brand new week here of Sports Pick 6. Welcome into the podcast. Brad Dalius joined by Jerry Skelton, the president over at AIM System. Jerry, welcome to a brand new week here on the podcast. We've got a lot of football news to get into. It was a wild weekend between college football and the NFL. Once again, the NFL is not disappointing here. You know, no preseason because of COVID, as we all know. Once again, though, when we got into the regular season here, points would be scored a lot week one and week two. That trend continued in week three. We saw a lot of points. A lot of teams really rose to the occasion and stood out. At the same time, though, some other teams, you know, kind of kind of took a couple steps back as well. So, Jerry, you know, welcome back in here. What are your thoughts on the weekend, what we saw on the football field? Yeah, it's funny because we did hit on, you know, the, the refs, you know, not really calling that holding. Like, you you know, no preseason. You expect a lot of sloppy play. You expect a lot of penalties. But you know what? They're not dumb. They knew that they had to do something. And they got the viewers. I mean, these games are going over at a ridiculous pace. I mean, we got 36 to 20. We got 31-30, 30-24, 30-26. I'm just looking at these scores. I mean, last night's game, 37-30. And, of course, Seattle-Dallas, 38-31. These games are in the high 60s. This is, like, unheard of. It's just, you know, the, the refs. And that may change. You have to pay attention. You can't just say, oh, Jerry and Brad said the games are going to go over and they're going over. That is true right now. But you never know what goes on behind closed doors when they say, okay, this should be week four of the preseason. Let's maybe try to clean some stuff up. Let's call a little bit more hold. You just don't know with the NFL. You just got to pay attention. Well, we called for a lot of points. God, were we right there? The NFL, I mean, all over the map. But if you want to start with college football, anything that, that stood out to you in the college football, and then we'll clean up the NFL and lead into the night game. How about the defending champs being knocked off in week one? I mean, this is probably the most fitting thing for 2020 is a defending champ to be knocked off in the first week. First time in like forever that's happened. This was shocking to me. I mean, Mississippi State came ready to play. This is one of those classic deals in college football where I guess anyone can be beaten on any given week. Well, again, are they really the defending champs, Brad? I mean, think about it. Are they really? Does anyone who had anything to do with that championship last year, are they still on the field? I mean, I know I saw Burrow slinging around for the Bengals. I see, I'm see. i going to see Edwards Hilaire tonight. I mean, on uh, the, both sides of the ball just decimated by injuries. Jamar Chase, who I think is the best wide receiver in football, he's not in the NFL, but he's not in college either. He's just kind of waiting, preparing for the draft. Also, coaches do there. there coaches was, do that. Yeah, the coach is there. And uh, there was uh, also, I, I don't know if I want to get this name right, but I think it was Singletary or Singletary, the, the defensive back who was probably the best player in the field. He was hospitalized overnight, so he missed the start. One of the few studs that they had returning, and they clearly made it a point to say it was non-COVID related, but he was in a hospital overnight and he didn't play. We got that Mike Leach system going to the SEC, and we got K.J. Costello slinging the rock all over the place. I mean, he literally, what did he have? Like 600 and something yards. He broke the SEC record. The thing yeah, with this Costello, phenomenal. how about this? And then you know this, some of the uh, viewers probably know this, the listeners, but he played for one of the coaches that I can't stand as well, David Shaw. He just handcuffs everybody, three yards in a cloud of dust, put 10 guys on the line of scrimmage, smash the ball, you know, Costello only throw it when you have to literally make him throw only on third and long. I mean, it was just a designed failure. 
you put this guy in the Mike Leach system and you just let him go. He's a senior transfer. You just let him go. Let him do his thing. And you see the difference when the guys, they have these handcuffs on their players. It's very frustrating to watch. Uh, I'm not saying Costello is going to win the Heisman or he can continue to do that each week. But it's just surprising when you let players play. Sometimes that's what happens. So, it is amazing. I remember this guy when I hosted a radio show out in LA a couple years ago, covering a lot of the teams on the West Coast. I remember him at Stanford, and we did a lot of shows, a lot of late night shows, talking about him. And you know, when they faced USC or UCLA, and just kind of—I mean, he was kind of a stiff Jerry. I mean, really didn't do much, like you said. I mean, in that system with Shaw, there tends to handcuff guys. Um, at the quarterback position, but here, obviously, I mean, you can sling it all over the place when you play for a guy. Yeah, like and, and here I it mean, is. Okay, his 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 coaching just translates. It translates all over the place. It's amazing, yeah. no matter where you, he's at. You got uh, first and ten, you run the ball for one yard. You got second and eight, you run the ball for one yard. You got third and third and seven. Everyone knows you're throwing it. Hey KJ, go get us a first down. Well, thanks, coach. I mean, they know exactly what's coming. What do you want me to do? But this is, uh, you know, that th- those are the kind of guys. I, I very, I you'll you'll when you listen to me. You'll see I'm very anti-defensive, conservative kind of coaches. I just don't think that they translate into head coaches. They're great on their side of the ball. Just leave them over there. Don't have them anything to do with me punting, me field goals, uh, my going for it on fourth down, and, and just running until I have to throw it. I can't stand it. But that game, again, were they really the defending champs? I'm going to argue no. I don't think they were the defending champs. Mm. Uh, nobody on that team resembles a defending champ. But on paper, it's a nice narrative. You did beat the defending champion. So let 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 them let Miss State and Mike Leach and KJ Costello celebrate that fact. I mean, they were a 17 point underdog. I think there was some wise guy money. It closed around 14, 14 and a half, but they're still a two touchdown favorite. So I mean that 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 is the headliner. But there was some other games out there. What you know, what else did you want to look at? Alabama continues to roll against unranked opponents. I mean, what is it now, like 91-92 straight? Uh, that's insane. I had forgotten about that stat until they popped it up on the screen over the weekend, and I just that just is mind-blowing in itself. Uh, Alabama, we kind of talked about it a little bit on the podcast last week. I just think they're just going to continue to roll people. This is what they do, uh, and you know they've reloaded that team. I, I think they're going to be good to go here for the rest of the season. Probably going to come down to them versus Clemson. Who knows? But they're going to be there right to the end. Uh, that game stood out. Uh, when we kind of look around as well, I mean, my gosh, Miami, Florida State. I was going to say, rivalry? is he that really going to keep talking without bringing up the U? I was wondering when you were going to bring them up. Jerry, that rivalry is a complete shell of itself compared to what it used to be. I mean, it, it's. I mean, they they ate their lunch. I mean, this wasn't even a competition. I mean, Florida State, we talked about them recently as well. They have fallen off the bandwagon, just the wagon in general, so, so much. I mean, it seems like they haven't been a, a, an elite program now for like 10 years. I mean, it's just, it's unreal. I mean, Miami literally just took it to them 52 to 10. I mean, this wow. game was 38 to 3 at halftime. 52 to 10 doesn't even do it justice. The Miami Canes didn't even score in the third quarter, and they were still up 38 to 10. I mean, they're for real. And Florida State is a joke. And again, give Norvell some time. This is not his fault. We're going to give him a little reboot on this year. But you're still Florida State on the jersey. You still got that arrow on the helmet. You got to do a little bit better than that, especially in this rivalry game. So Miami moves to 3-0 and now. De'Ara King is just showing out. You know, that beautiful 
turnover chain that they're showing. I mean, I love everything about this program. Again, I'm a little afraid that we don't have the horses to play with Clemson. And again, it hurts me to say that because I really want to see the Canes do well. I just don't think they're on that level. But the good thing about this, Brad, is we will find out because they will play each other. So we'll be able to figure out whether I'm right or wrong. But then again, you know, we're talking, we're having fun, we're we're recapping the games. Again, if you were here to make some money and you want to see what we're all about, give us a shot. AIMSystems.live. Come check it out. You can see what what, what the gold is, what we got available. And uh, we try to entertain you here. We try to educate you here. But if you're here for the plays that you really want to get, AIMSystems.live. Now, one last game that we want to kind of go through is uh, Florida and Mississippi. All right. I just want to touch on that game. I mean, Kyle How Trask. That quarterback. How yeah, about that like Gators he, quarterback? Did he just show out or what? What do you have? Six touchdown passes? Six touchdowns. Yeah. 51 35. I know Lane Kiffin. This is something for you guys to file away out there. Lane Kiffin, he brought the OC from uh, UCF. This guy comes from UCF, and you know how fast they go. He's going to try to go at warp speed. May not win, but you should expect them to score a lot of points and give up a lot of points. And again, Mississippi scored 35 points and still lost by 16. So that should tell you what kind of game we're looking at there. I think you should look to play them over here and there. But Florida, they look for real. The Canes look for real. Got to get Florida State back up there. But I like this Florida, Alabama, Miami, Clemson. I like these little rivalries. And how have we talked for 10 minutes and not mentioned the Oklahoma Sooners. What about them, Brad? What happened there? Oklahoma Sooners. Boomer, what, what, what Boomer Sooner was there? not – they were not in full force to say the least. Uh, Oklahoma just – again, it was kind of like LSU. Just they, they just forgot that the season started or I don't know what happened exactly. But, I mean, to be upset like that, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's a sign of – maybe it's an omen of more things to come this season, more teams being upset because – I mean, this was really hard to believe. I didn't get it. There was a lot of guys who were injured. It's, it's a weird college football season right now. Not all of the conferences are back playing yet in the Power Five. But to see this many upsets still in, in September, it, it's just weird. It's hard to wrap your head around it. Yeah, I mean, again, and, and this is the reason why these things happen every year, but it's magnified in a COVID year because you're always looking for something weird to happen. Now, remember, they didn't get these patsies. They didn't – I mean, although Oklahoma did play – Missouri State, like uh, LSU didn't get their Troy starter or their UL Lafayette or their UL Monroe. Like where you come out of training cramp and and you just beat up on somebody, then you get a week off and then, you know, you may play another team and then you get it. You're right, literally right into uh, conference play. You're playing all SEC defenses all the time and you you don't get a chance to prepare. Like even Texas A&M, who we have high hopes for, 17-12, little clunker. Kentucky, Auburn, Kentucky played well. They deserve that cover, but you can't turn the ball over in the end zone twice. It's just not going to happen. So these teams, they're shaking off some rust, just like everybody else is. And, uh, you know, that's about enough for the college. We we kind of labored a lot on that. There's some NFL games that you might want to be talking about. What are you thinking there? Big thing that stood out to me on Sunday Night Football, this Packers team, Jerry, is for real. I mean, we're talking about the most points scored by a Packers team through the first three games of a season ever. And I'm really high on them today. I'm really low on the Saints, though, as well at the same time. Okay, so I think you're half right and half wrong. Being low on the Saints is is a good call. Drew Brees, especially without Michael Thomas, no arm strength whatsoever. 
Uh, they cannot spread the ball down the field. If you take away Kamara's dump and 60-yard run, I mean, the numbers on yards per play and yards per completion are atrocious. Uh, so I think you're right there. Green Bay, I'm not drinking that Kool-Aid yet, Brad. We got fooled last year. Well, I didn't, but the people got fooled last year when they were the number two seed. They were a complete fraud. They kind of snuck through everything, kind of sleptwalked, and you saw when they had to play the 49ers on the road, I mean, they just gashed them. The 49ers just went run after run. I mean, they just gashed that team. So I have a feeling, again, Aaron Rodgers can prove me wrong at any given time. I have a feeling that come December, they may have an inflated record. I still don't think they're better than the one and two Cowboys. I I still don't think they will. Yeah, I, I don't think they're better than them. I don't think they're better than the Rams. A healthy 49ers team, I don't think they're better than them either. I mean, I'm just kind of going down the list. I mean, the Bears are a fraud at 3-0, so let's forget them. That's but, an easy one. Yep. C- Seattle is better than them. Dallas Seattle's is better than them. definitely better. But I don't know, Jerry, if too many more teams are better. I-, I give you that. Russell Wilson, MVP candidate right now through the first three weeks, no doubt. They're better than the Packers, but I don't know. I got to tell you, I mean, right now, Aaron Rodgers is almost pulling a Tom Brady back in the day where he's doing a whole lot more with a whole lot less there on offense. I mean, we'll see. The defense, I mean, still getting up a lot of points. I get that. Uh, I just think that the year two, the year two relationship with Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur, yeah. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers. There might be a little something cooking there. With the, It's been a full year now, year two. They might be more clicking on the same page more so than they were a year ago. We'll see. It's well, super. I'll tell you what. I, again, we'll and, and, and one of us is going to be wrong, and one of us is going to be right. It could be either one of us. But what I will tell you is uh, what I did like about that, it was no Defonte Adams. So maybe, I don't know, did this force Rodgers to kind of spread it around? And now what happens when you add that stud wide receiver back in after a game like this? I mean, they leaned on Aaron Jones pretty good. I mean, they they spread it around. I, I think I was reading they had like four practice squad wide receivers and a fifth round running back and a 40-year-old tight end. That's what they did. Yeah, I Sounds mean, was it right. Mercedes Lewis? I don't even know how old he yes. is. I think he's been around forever. I think forever. he's turning 50, I think, next week. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Like so, yeah, you're right. Again, I root for Rodgers all the time, but l- let's see what happens there. I've got a couple other things that we talked about off the air, but I have to talk about on the air, is how does Dan Quinn have a job? I mean, how does he have a job? He blew a 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl, survived that, somehow survived last year's trash season. I think they beat the 49ers late in the year and they said, okay, maybe he's turning around. Well, he that comes was the game, out, right? blows 28 3 to Dallas again last week, and then gets outscored by the Bears 20 to 0 in the fourth quarter where they benched their quarterback and brought in Nick Foles. Oh, my God, I don't know what's happening. Dan Quinn, how do you have a job? I don't understand. Maybe I should send an application out to solicit a job at the Falcons because I could hurt, do a better Jerry. job. I could do it a better job. Hurt. I promise you that. Man, I just think that they're, they're going to have to blow this whole thing up in Atlanta. I mean, it's it's time. It's if I get it, it may be if they choose to. I don't even know. I don't even know if you can use the COVID excuse at the end of this season because he should have probably been gone last year. Arthur Blank gave him one more year. Uh, it's just not there anymore. And you know they missed their window. I mean, when Matt Ryan was putting up all those stats and uh, was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, they missed the window to do it, and they've just have not been able to recover since that Super Bowl collapse. I mean, that's yeah, really and, just and the bottom here's line. The other, here's the other thing that really bothers me about Dan Quinn is he's a defensive genius, quote unquote. 
He's from the defensive it's side of the, the ball. The biggest joke, though, ever. They and the only the thing defense. they got going for them is Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones and 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 the running game and Todd Gurley. I mean, they got an offense, but they don't have a defense. So he's the defensive guru that came over from the Legion of the Boom, and and all he's been is like a terrible defensive coach on that side of the ball. And, uh, you know, Jerry, I, uh, that card expired a long time ago now with that calling card that he was holding that he was part of the Legion of Boom as the defensive coordinator there with the Seahawks. I mean, that is so long gone at this point. It's like you can't even bring it up anymore. It's, it's been so long. Here's a couple of other things before we go. I mean, I want to talk about one more game before we lead into tonight's game. So the Rams and the Bills. Uh, Rams, you know, good story, 2-0, 2-2-0 teams. I thought the Rams would take care of that. They slept, walked through the first three quarters, stormed back. Jared Goff lighting it up with with Sean McVay going up and down the field. They take the lead. Buffalo has the ball. There's a third and 23, and they let Beasley get free over the middle to pick up 24 yards. Then they have a third and 25. They pick up 17 yards of that. And on fourth and eight, they get a pass interference call. So the Buffalo Bills had no business winning that game. The Rams gave it to them. I don't know what they were doing on defense. They they allowed a conversion of a third and 23, and then a third and 25, and a fourth and eight. The fourth and eight was on a penalty. But still, I saw a stat, and this will shock you. And again, I have to double check it. I'm going to say it because, you know, no one's going to hold me to it. But I thought I saw that. Josh Allen, does he have a 34 to 3 touchdown to interception ratio in, in like his last 14 games? I, I I saw that somewhere. I have to double check it. But Josh Allen, where where did this come from? I mean, I was not a hater, but he is what he is. He's, you know, he's a white Michael Vick. He can run, he can scramble, he's got a cannon, but he's not that accurate. I mean, they are very similar players, and I love Michael Vick and I like Josh Allen. But I didn't know where where did the non-interceptions come from. He's taking care of the ball. He does fumble. He does fumble. But no interceptions, 34 touchdowns. I mean, that's an insane stat. I've been impressed here the first couple of weeks. I mean, that was the big knock on this Buffalo team was, okay, they have really have added a lot of great guys. I mean, Diggs added at receiver. Defensively, they've built a real solid defense. The only question was, was Josh Allen going to take that big step forward this year? So far, yes. I mean, th- this team, I do think this is a this could be a real scary team once December, January rolls around if he's playing at a high level like he is now. Yeah, and we're talking uh, you know, about like uh, uh, remember like Sam Darnold and Mitch and and uh, and Baker Mayfield and Josh Rosen and like all these quarterbacks that were supposed to be studs and weren't, and then people reach on Josh Allen and reach on Lamar Jackson and look who the two best quarterbacks are. From those, you know, obviously I throw out the Mahomes and that and that kind of stuff. But, you know, the guys that were supposedly reaches that fell to the end of the draft and guys were like, you know, arm strength, talent, this and that, but I'm not quarterbacks. They're both one is two and oh and one is three and oh, which leads me to Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens against the Kansas City Chiefs tonight. Yes. Huge, huge matchup. We got the Baltimore Ravens at minus three and a half and the total is 54 and a half. So. There is expected to be a close, high-scoring game. I really don't have anything that's going to tell you otherwise. That's what we think is going to happen as well. I haven't made a play on this game. Not saying I won't. There's also some player props you might be interested in. AIMSystems.live is where you can find me and where you can find all of our plays that we will make tonight for our listeners who come to our podcast dedicated 
listeners. I will say, believe it or not, go under 54.5 in the total points tonight. It'll probably be a 55-45 game, and I'll have egg on my face. But, you know, I just I, – a Monday night game, Ravens at home, uh, running game. I mean, I just – I can't see going over 54.5 in this NFL game. I'm going to say go under 55.5. I mean, under 54.5. Look for a close Baltimore, maybe something like a 31-20 type victory. I think they can keep the Chiefs off the field with the running game. I think that's the way, if you remember last year when the Colts beat the Chiefs and they held the ball forever and what the Titans did early in that game until they just kind of fell apart. I think if you keep the ball on the ground, Lamar picking up third downs with his legs, keep the time of possession in your favor. Doesn't mean you can still win that game, but I think the game plan will be to keep Mahomes off the field and they can do it with that line and that running game. So go under 54 and a half. Don't go crazy. Maybe some pizza money and enjoy what could be your AFC championship preview and what could be the best game of the year. And it's only week three. I love it. I mean, I, I like that also kind of going on the under there because I'm with you. I think Baltimore is one of the few teams who can keep Mahomes on the sideline. Long sustained offensive drives is what you need to beat this Kansas City team. And who is going to be a which defensive coordinator, Jerry, for whatever team here, whatever defense is going to be able to stop Kansas City coming up? I'm looking for someone to rise up for the challenge of Patrick Mahomes from a defensive coordinator, a defensive standpoint to slow him down when he's on the field. You know, because he's he, at points he's going to figure it out. The Kansas, at some point they're going to be able to score points, but how do you somehow slow them down and force them into field goals instead of touchdowns? Like I said, I, maybe I don't maybe Baltimore can. does it tonight. Yeah, I, I, again, I don't think you can slow him down on defense. I think you slow him down by keeping him off the field. And I'm not saying anything that's revolutionary. I'm. Just, it, it's just something that you can plan on doing. It just doesn't happen. He's that good. But look for Baltimore to at least be the most equipped team to do that. Hopefully, we can get this under 54 and a half. And I hope you find a nice place to watch this game because every day that they play football during what we could have not had a season, I'm thankful to get any game, like even the Broncos and the Jets on Thursday night. But I'm happy to get any game, especially like the Chiefs Ravens. Hey, Jerry, awesome podcast. Great way to kick off the week here on Sports Pick 6. We appreciate it as always. We'll chat with you tomorrow. All right, guys, take care. AIMSystems.live is where you can find me. Be good. I'm Brad Dallas. Keep living the dream, everyone.